Hello and welcome to the podcast, It's the Love of God for Me, hosted by none other than Lenisha, a former non-believer turned into a believer of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify for weekly mind-blowing interviews, actionable tips, powerful revelations, and spiritual strategies that will transform your lives daily. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now let's jump right into our daily dose of practical spiritual food. With that being said, let us enter into the holies of holies through the blood of the Lamb. Let us pray. Eternal God and our Father, Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you, Lord, that it is only your grace and your mercy while we are still alive. And as we are about to break bread of your precious word throughout the season, O oh God, we ask, Father, that your will be done. We decrease in self and we ask for the precious Holy Spirit every time we divide the word to be with us and bring the revelation to us, Lord. Father, we know that you cannot be taught. You have to be revealed. So we ask that you will reveal unto us the deep sayings of your word. We give you thanks as we get our hearts ready and we come against every plans of our enemy, the adversary, to devour the words which you have released unto us through your Holy Spirit. We bless your name, and it is in no other name that we pray, but in the precious name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our soon-coming King. So shall it be. Amen and amen. Today we are back in the studio, and we are grateful to God for this wonderful opportunity, of course. It is an opportunity to be alive in the age that we're living in. Um, and so when we get this privilege each day, we have to really give honor and praises to the one who made it possible. Amen. Today we are in the studio and I am so excited to see what question we will be answering today. And I know I use the word we, that's because I'm not speaking on my own, but I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit will be my help. So together, the Holy Spirit and I will um, answer your question. So let's get started, guys. Today's question comes from, well, we don't have a name here, but the question reads, what do you think is the distinction between the Trinitarians and where does the line drawn or is drawn in your perspective? To the person who asked this question, thank you so much for submitting your question to season six. We appreciate your participation, and thanks to you, the world will hear, um, you know, or get to understand this question, if just in case somebody out there might have the same question in their hearts. All right, we're trusting God that this podcast will 
get to as many ears as possible all over the world. And so thanks to you, um, I'm not just answering your question, but of course, many others who probably wonder the very same thing. What do you think is the distinction between the Trinitarians and in your perspective, where is the line drawn? This is a very controversial um, topic in the last days that we're living in. There is so many denominations to begin with. Um, I want to assume that this person asked this question because it is really if we should say top five, if we should um, summarize it to the, the top five denominations that is currently out there, the Trinitarians would be in the top two maybe, or top three. Hopefully, I am getting this right here, but based on my knowledge, I do think the Trinitarians are in the top three, of course. And so it has been, again, a controversial topic. The Trinitarians believe, um, and I think there are different categories of Trinitarians out there as well, because some do believe that God is three. Some do believe that God is one who manifested in three, three person. Um, and some do believe that Jesus Christ is not God. So, um, you know, it's really, it's really a lot when you, you think of it. I, if I could really talk to this person one-on-one -on -one off the air. Hopefully, if you're listening to your answers today and you're the one that asked this question, I'd love to speak with you off the air because I would love to understand what was your reason for asking this very question. I, I think it's something that would interest me to know. Um, nevertheless, let me see what I can do with this today. There is... A great revival. In fact, I'll use this opportunity to share with you a dream that the Lord showed me a few months ago. In this vision, the Lord allowed my spirit man to experience what I perceived to be a great revival. It it's hard to describe the experience because it's nothing that I've ever felt before. And it's kind of hard to really put in words some things that you experience in the supernatural. But if I must, to help you guys to have um, somewhat of a picture of the experience, I would say that it felt like I was in the midst of a tornado um, that was shaking every single thing around me. Um, I knew that this was 
a revival because the Lord gave me that inner knowledge and I understood that. Um, so this experience didn't feel like what the natural tornado would feel. You know, I've never experienced a, a tornado in the natural, but, you know, common sense would, would tell us that it's something you be fearful of. You know that there's a tornado nearby, you know the damage it can cause. And so you don't want to get caught up in that. Of course not. Um, but when I was experiencing the spiritual revival that felt like a tornado, um, I wasn't afraid because it's as though my, my spirit man knew that um, I needed this or we needed this and this was good for us. And so um, when I got out of that vision and the Holy Spirit began to minister to me, I understood that he was communicating to me that um, the revival is here and it's being poured out. And I'm so glad that I get to be a part of this great revival. Um, this is a revival that the early church before us prayed earnestly for. I'm talking about the elders, the mothers of Zion, the fathers of Zion, the um, early shepherds that would stay up all night to toil in prayer on behalf of the body of Christ and, you know, people who knew the old way and followed it. I believe that um, not long ago, even when I was growing up, maybe that was the last of them that was left. And guys, please forgive me, even if you're a believer and you hear this message. I'm not saying that we are not trying because we are. But in terms of sacrifices, I, I do think, and I could be wrong, generally speaking, I think that, you know, gone are the days when we would really make certain sacrifices to see certain changes in the earth. Um and if we are, it's only a few of us. Um, so these great um, men and women of God who had a love for or a passion for souls, they would, they would um, intercede for a great revival um, as they would have realized that the fire of God or the passion um, for the things of God was dying in the hearts of his people and they really cried out for a revival and I believe the Lord wanted to communicate not just to me because I'm sharing sharing it with you guys today that um, that which was prayed for generations before is now here um, and those who miss this great revival woe unto you because it's something that we might never see again. Um, and even if we will, um, I don't know when that will be. Um, so yes, and you, you might ask at this point of the episode, what does that experience have to do with the question? Well, I'll tell you. This mighty revival that's here, this powerful nothing like we have ever seen revival that's here. It is here to do many things, including break up the 
Folly grounds are the grounds of religion. It's here to pluck and to root up traditions. And it's certainly here to destroy denominations. I feel like repeating that. It's here to break up the folly grounds or the grounds of religions. It's here to pluck up and to root up traditions. And it's certainly here to destroy denominations. Because these are things that is not pleasing to the Lord. And those who have the heart and the mind of the Holy Spirit, meaning that you're connected to his heart and his mind, I'm sure he communicates this to you as well. The Lord hates religion and he hates denominations and he hates traditions. Why? Why do you think the Lord hates these things so much? Because it put a division or a separation with his people. So it separates his people. You have, for example, this denomination over here thinks that they're the only one that's going to heaven. They're the only one that know Jesus. Everybody else is going to hell. And they cannot even tolerate someone else that is not a part of their denomination. I'm not sure I shared this on here before, but just in case, let me share the story with you now that we're on the subject. I remember not long ago, maybe a year and a half ago, maybe, I was on the road and the Lord had given me an instruction. And whilst I was out there doing what the Lord told me to do, I met this lady and I, I will never forget because in the in the short or, or brief conversation that we have had, I learned a great lesson that I'm going to share with you today. So I approached this lady and I, you know, introduced myself and I proceeded to answer the very thing that the Lord had, you know, gave me the instruction to do. And it was a track and I gave it to her and well, I was trying to give it to her and she goes, what denomination are you? And when she asked that question, by that time, I was already weaning myself away from denomination. You know, like a child that weaned from breast milk? Yes, I was weaning myself away from the, the idea of or, or, or the identity of a denomination. And... um. My spirit was grieved that she asked that question because what does the denomination that I attend have anything to do with the the mere fact that I'm handing you something concerning the Lord Jesus? She didn't try to read it. She didn't ask me to read it. She didn't ask me the purpose of why I'm giving it to her. The first thing she wanted to know was what denomination was I? My answer to her was, um, I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, yes, and she goes, yes, yes, I know that. But, but, but what denomination are you? And I answered her the same thing again. And we go on for about three times in a row. 
Then she says, well, if you cannot tell me which denomination are you, I do not want your track. And she walked away. So this um, lady is saying to me that if she is not able to know my denomination, she will not receive my track. So it has gone that bad to the point where it's no longer about the message of Christ, but rather the denomination that you are. Maybe if I was um, to say I am a Baptist or a Pentecostal or a Church of God Adventist, she would have accepted the track. Um, I, I could be wrong. I don't want to assume because the Lord teach me that sometimes I can judge wrongfully. Um, but I think the reason why she asked, she wanted to make sure that she and I, we were of the same belief system. Um, so, I mean, that, that was really something there. The Lord hates the nomination, people of God. He does. In fact, if you study the word of God, there is no such thing as denomination that was mentioned in the Bible. Of course, there were different churches and groups that were labeled according to the region or the area in which their church was. You have uh, Galatians, you have the Corinthians and all of that, but they all had one thing in common. They all were baptized in Jesus' name, and they all were filled with the Holy Spirit. So they, they had um, the gospel, the true gospel of Christ, as their foundation, which they had in one accord. So there was absolutely no denomination that exists in the early church. Where did this idea come from? Well, I'll tell you where it come from. Some Somebody's going to, a kingdom is going to get mad with me for saying this. But they're already mad with me anyway. It came from the the lowest of the pit of hell. That's where it came from. There are many people today that refuse to go to a church because of denominations. There are many people whom they could not see themselves hanging out around a set of denomination. Um and to directly answer your question, what is the distinction? The distinction is really the understanding of scriptures, you know, is what we think we know about the scripture. You know, what did this what was the distinction between the apostles and the Pharisees? Understanding of who Christ was. One, and, and they all were going according to scriptures. The same, the same Bible that you and I are going according to today. The Pharisees held the scriptures, the laws of Moses. And as a result, they failed to, to see what God was doing in that moment. The apostles, on the other hand, they had the revelation because they humbled themselves. They wanted to understand. And as a result, the Bible declared uh, God hid knowledge from the wise and the prudent and he gives it to the babes and the suckling so it's really the understanding of scriptures i don't think where i stand in terms of denominations really matter because it might shock some persons to hear if i say 
that I do not identify as a denomination. Um, I have emancipated my, myself and my way of um, walking with the Lord from denominations. I am a servant of Christ. In fact, when I go through scriptures, I don't see where the Bible says that we should walk around with a denomination labeled, so I refuse to accept one. I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ who are called um, to do his work. And uh, yes, you know, uh, if, if you want to know, though, I got baptized in the um, apostolic denomination because maybe persons are asking, you probably want to know, but aren't you baptized? I thought you said in season one that you got filled. Yes, I got filled in the um, apostolic or the Pentecostal denomination, and I was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ there. And that's because the Lord himself led me there. And I think I talked about that in season one, but just a quick run through. I, When I knew the Lord was calling me to turn my life to him, I asked him to please lead me to a place that teaches the truth. And that was where I was led to. I didn't choose that church on my own. The Lord directed my steps. In fact, when I found that church, I was hesitant to go because of the area and the Lord confirmed through his servant who had no idea asked the Lord this, that, you know, he was sending me there. Uh, he spoke through her, tell me that he was sending me directly to the same place that I found that she had no idea that I'd looked at before. So my point is the Lord led me there. And, um, you know, of course, when I went there, I didn't know anything much about scriptures. But as I listened to the teachings of the ministers there, and I've um, taken some time to go through and read the Bible myself. I see where um, the basic foundations of scriptures, they do have an understanding and they do teach uh, the truth. I'm not saying that because I was baptized there. I'm telling you based on what I've seen and what I've read. So what I've seen there and what I've read, they teaches that Jesus Christ is Lord and he is God. And this is Bible foundation. They teach us that there is one God. And this is Bible foundation. Here, E O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. They teach us that you must be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the reminiscence of your sins. And this is Bible principle, Acts 2, verse 38. And so many other scriptures tells us that we must be baptized in Christ's name. They teach us that we must be filled with the Holy Spirit um, in order to be uh, born by the spirit and this is truth because the lord tells us that except a man be born by the spirit and by the water he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven and the bible also tells us that when we receive the holy ghost power is now come upon us i've had those experiences there i've gotten filled i've been baptized in christ's name so i know that they teach us a bible principle foundation to the core um do I agree with every single thing that they teach? That is another question. But when it comes to salvation, the salvation aspect of it, um, the foundation of salvation, they, 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 um, they're on point. And for me, once you're teaching the basic principles of the word of God, then that's okay. Um, so I'm saying that to say, despite where I keep, I've um, gotten saved, I will boldly declare today and i know it's going to shock some persons because maybe this is the first time they're hearing me saying this 
but I do not identify with a denomination. Um, I'm not sure how the Lord feels about um, me publicly saying this, but I, it makes no sense. I try to hide. I mean, it's the truth and I do not live to please my, my, I do not live to please man. I live to please the Lord um, at the end of the day. So irrespective of how others might feel about me saying this, it's just, I'm walking, I'm allowing the Holy Ghost to, to stir me and I, I trust him. And, and sometimes your story might not look like mine, but that's okay. Um, that's why we're called the body of Christ. Amen. Because the hands certainly don't look like the foot <laughs> and the hands certainly don't do what the foot do, but they both work together for one cause. Amen. So I, there's so much more I could dive into concerning denominations. Um, I don't know why you single out Trinitarians because this is not a Trinitarian thing. It is really a denomination thing. Um, but I hope all that I said today, you know, you're able to at least get some sort of clarity. Amen. I will tell you the truth. Um, there is a church within the church that we know. You see the church that we think we know and the church that we think is going to heaven. There's actually a true, uh, a true church that is with, within that church. Christ is certainly not coming back for the church we think we know. He's coming back for his bride. Um, he's not coming back for a specific denomination. He's coming back for his bride. You want to know something? I've met persons whom, for example, they are of a different denomination than, than where I got saved. And the love that these people have for the Lord God, I'm telling you, and I've seen the Lord moved in them in some ways that I myself hunger and thirst after. And please do not get me wrong. I don't chase after signs and wonders. But my spirit bear witness, wherever the spirit of truth is operating, I have the Holy Spirit. And I do bear witness with that they have the right spirit. Whether they're baptized the wrong way, no, that is, again, as I said before, according to the word of God. And I will boldly say this, if you are not baptized in Jesus Christ's name, it doesn't matter what denomination you are, whether apostolic, whether Trinitarian, whether Baptist, whether Church of God, whatever you call yourself, Seventh-day Adventist, if you're not baptized in Jesus Christ's name, I did not say this, it's in the word. The Bible says you will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's 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 Bible principles. So we can we can fight the word of God and choose to do what our pastor tell us and what our denomination tell us because our granny, grandpa, grandpa um, was raised in this denomination and from I was younger, my auntie them and 10, 20 generations before me, they were going to this denomination. So and and I I I based on how I see they live in, I know that they they are saved and I'm sure they've gone to heaven. And we can fight the scriptures all we want and do it the way grandpa and 20 generations before us do it. But God's word is settled in heaven. It is written, his word is settled in heaven. He will not break his word to please us. His words are yea and amen so if you're not baptized in jesus christ's name even if you love the lord more than life itself if you love the lord more than 
all of us put together in the world, the Bible tells us this truth. But we know with God all things are possible. But I'm going according to his word, and that's what his word said. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that's something you really want to look into. Search the scriptures for yourself. And um, quickly before I wrap today's EP up, a lot of persons that you see out here are so strong on denominations especially when they're not baptized the right way or they don't they don't even have the filling of the holy spirit there's no evidence that they're filled with the holy ghost and they're so strong on denomination it's because they have never read the word they they have never taken the time to study that word of god they have never taken the time the bible says study to show yourself approved unto God, not unto man, but unto God. They have never taken that time to study to see whether or not what God is saying about salvation. They, they're just going based off what their bishop and their spiritual coverings are saying. And at the end of the day, your bishop, your pastors, your ministers, your prophetess, and all of those uh, people who are standing to represent the Lord, they did not go to the cross for you. Christ did. And so you want to ensure that your life is in accordance to what Christ has um, laid as a foundation for us. Amen. Um, I wish I could dive more deep into this. I probably will do an episode in itself concerning denomination and dive even deeper into scripture on the next time. But for today, I think I've said enough. And I do hope, again, that this sheds some light into this question that was asked. All right, guys. So this is where we come to an end today. I don't know. I, I'm really loving this this conversation today. I really feel like I want to do a part two, <laughs> but this season we do not have part two. All right. So let me bring my excitement down to zero real quick and um, wrap today's episode up. So um, thank you so much guys for uh, letting me in your space today. And I do hope that you are blessed by the word of the living God. Um, I cannot wait to see what the Lord will do next week, Tuesday at 12 p.m. same time, Eastern time, when we see um, the other question that was asked by, by whomever. All right, guys, until next time, may the grace of our Lord continue to shine down upon you. May he grant you grace in all your ways. Remember, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. I love you, as always. But guess who love you more? You know, Jesus. All right. So, guys, see you guys next time. And, oh, by the way, share today's EP, guys. Do not keep the goodies to yourself. Share today's EP. Call a friend. Tell a friend. Send it to a family member. Post it on your social media platform. Get persons involved. Get some persons involved. I do know of a few persons that are always sharing the EP. So shout out to you all. I see you all. And I'm so grateful for your support because you're helping me to spread this gospel. I cannot do it alone. I'm doing the best that I can, but I still need you guys to help me. All right. We're all in the vineyard together, harvesting souls for the Lord. God bless you, wonderful people, and see you next week. Goodbye.